0: This is Terrio Media. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yeah, what's up? Hello. Hello and welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing. This is the place where I show people how to escape the rat race using real estate. And if you're just getting started and or you're looking for new and creative ways of making money in real estate, I've put together a free course just for you, including a checklist on how to find motivated sellers. Those are property owners that are willing and able to sell you their property at a discount to access that free course. Go to free realestateinvestingcourse.com. All Alrighty, I checked the mailbox today and two people from the intensive actually moved at the speed of instruction and sent me a personal thank you note. So first one is from Robert, Robert Bohr, Thank you. Um, he says, uh, I can't stop smiling since I left the Epic Intensive and I can't wait to get started. Looking forward to introducing you to my wife at the next intensive in St. Louis. See you then. Super. And then... Uh, Paul and his team. Uh, Thank you once again for the wonderful Epic Intensive. You guys continue to amaze us with your simple yet effective investing strategies. I look forward to our continued friendship. One day we plan to return the favor by hosting you in Little Rock. We're never too busy for anyone in the Epic community or anyone you send our way. Fantastic. And uh, the next intensive is in St. Louis. And those free seats at the Epic Intensive are being snatched up really fast Um, I think I only announced it here once or twice and haven't even sent out an email or done any sort of advertisement or anything, and they're almost all gone. And uh, if you haven't heard, the Epic Intensive is scheduled for August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's on the calendar. It's official. It's officially open. And the first 25 seats are free. I think there's only a handful left. Actually, they're better than free. Yes, they're better than free. And here's why. When you register a $97 seat deposit, that's going to be collected at registration online, However, a crispy $100 bill will be, uh, that'll be returned to you at the registration desk of the live event. That's like a $3 profit. Annualized, that's like a 300% return. Not to mention the three days of business transformation that awaits you, virtually priceless. So go to epicintensive.com uh, to grab your better than free seat at the weapons of mass production where you're gonna get the highly potent tools and methods every real estate investor can use to find more motivated sellers, buyers, and private lenders in as little as 60 seconds, even if you think you've heard it all before. Yes, in it as it little as 60 seconds. And for those of you that were in uh, in Manhattan and those of you that moved at the uh, speed of instruction, Manhattan Beach, that is, um, you generated some leads pretty darn quickly, didn't you? Yes, you just had to give up one little thing. Remember that, what that was? You gave up that one little thing and boom, you got leads. And you got, And if you didn't get leads, you got amazing feedback on how to do it differently next time. Alrighty, and as soon as you register, you will also get instant access to the Epic Fast Formula to 10,000 days. 10,000 days? Yeah, 10,000 days and $30 or less. No, $10,000 in 30 days or less, the Epic Fast Formula. And that's kind of your pre-training to the live event training, so it gets everybody there on the same page. It's not a big, giant, newbie event, Um so in case you are a newbie, though, I still want you to come. That's why I give you this epic fast formula at $10,000 in 30 days or less. I give you that right up front. So once you do arrive, everybody is on the same page and ready to absorb, ready to tackle the challenges and tackle the lessons and and put them into or put it to work inside of your market. All righty. Okay. So today we're going to talk about, oh, that's it. Uh, I already said it. Epicintensive.com. .com. Alrighty, today we're going to talk about getting the contract signed, getting the deal secured, and there are four stages to doing this, right? Because if you don't get contract signed, you're not going to do any business, just so you know, and if you, it all starts with writing offers, and it starts with, and then it ends up with getting that contract signed, and that's when you got real control in your business. Now you get to decide what you're going to do with it. Am I going to flip this really quick in the in the form of like a wholesale? Or am I going to hold on to it, fix it up, and then go sell it retail? I'm going to flip it that way, fix and flip. Or am I going to hold on to this and cash flow it? Or do I want to hold on to it and then resell it right away with seller financing and create some cash flow for myself that way? Cash and cash flow in that, in that uh, strategy. What do you want to do? But you can't really do any of that until you get the property under contract. So let's go through this, uh, the four stages of securing the deal, right? So uh, the, uh, you do your direct mail, uh, you got your PPC going, you got your bandit signs out there, you got your Craigslist ads running, you know, you've got all of your advertising and marketing, you got your YouTube and stuff out there, you got your property finder website, bringing in the wholesale deals, bringing in the uh, bird dogs, you got all of these deals coming in, right? All of these leads, uh, we talked about that last week, the lead machine, how to create that lead machine. And now when that phone rings, now it's time to pick up the phone. Okay, and that's step one. You have to make the connection. You got to make the connection with the seller. And uh, the next step is you got to extend that invitation. That's the invitation to whether visit the property or that that questions or surveys that you have on your intake sheet uh, right there over the phone, both ways work. I prefer that you do it in person, much more effective, but it can be done both ways, but you got to extend the invitation. Then you have to make your presentation, right? This is how much I'm willing to pay and how I'm willing to pay it. And then you have to reach that fourth stage of collaboration where you and the seller come to an agreement. So we got connection, invitation, presentation, collaboration. Because now let's start with the first one connection. If you get this one wrong, you know, you just got to, you're just grinding and day in and day out. This can be a really frustrating and annoying business if you're not good at making that connection, if you don't, if you get that part wrong. And if you don't extend that invitation, Uh, what you experience there is stagnation your business becomes stagnant and if you don't make the presentation if you don't present the price in terms to the seller you're just wasting your time and if you don't get that collaboration what you got there is rejection got it? if you get the part wrong you've got a business of rejection and nobody wants that but when you get the connection right you get acceptance when you get the invitation right you create opportunity for yourself when you uh, get that presentation right, you nail that down, what you've got are signed contracts. And when you're consistently getting collaboration inside of your business, what you've got there is deal flow. Alrighty, so that connection, that phase between the connection and the invitation, the reason that's important that it comes in that sequence is the connection over the invitation, what you got there in the middle is you got relationship. You're creating a relationship there. And then when you go from the invitation to the presentation, what you're doing is you're getting permission, permission to make your presentation. And when you get that, the overlap of the presentation and the collaboration, what you got there is agreement. All righty, so connection. How do you make the connection? Three steps to making the connection. You've got to ask questions. This is an interview process, okay? You are interviewing the seller. That's the mindset I want you to be. I don't know if I can help you or not. So let me ask you some questions and then I'll let you know. You got to ask questions. Second thing is you got to listen to the answers. This is the time to uncover what the seller knows, what the seller is thinking about. what their their situation is. You're just asking questions. This is not the time to inject your opinion on what the market is doing and what the the property is worth and all that. No, you're just pulling out information. You're just pulling that information. You're making a connection and you're listening. The best way to make that connection is just listen and make it all about the person that you're trying to make the connection with. And then you want to relate. You know you're an investor. and They've likely an investor or some sort. They've or whatever challenge they're experiencing with their property. You've likely experienced it or something close to it. You want to relate. You know you both have uh, daughters that play softball. You know you want to relate. You want to point those types of things out. Just normal things that you do when you talk to anybody. Okay. Don't go for the kill so soon. You got to make the connection. You got to build the rapport. All right. So then you cross over and you're creating a little bit of relationship. And now it's time to extend that invitation. That invitation for the appointment. It could be a phone appointment or it could be an in-person appointment, but this is the time when you're actually going to start talking about the specifics of the property. So three steps to extending that invitation. You have to ask. Yes, they're not going to offer. They're not going to say, would you please come over and look at my property and tell me how much you could pay for it? No, they're not going to do that. That's what people do to, or sellers do for real estate agents, but they're not going to do that for investors. Okay, so you have to ask for that appointment. If you don't ask for the appointment, you're missing the boat. That's the whole objective of that first phone call is to get the appointment. You wanna first sort for motivation. Second, you want to get the appointment. Then once you've got the appointment, you've got to set the expectation. This is so crucial. And what we use is called a, an upfront contract. And once you've got the appointment, okay, Wednesday at six o'clock. Great, I will see you there. So here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna come over. I'm going to take a look at your property. I'm going to walk around. I want you to point things out to me and what you what you, uh, what you you think is valuable about the property and then show me whether the property needs some assistance and, and just kind of tell me everything you know about the property so I can make you a fair offer. Now, I don't know if I can make you a fair offer or not. And while I'm there, if at any point, as soon as I realize that this isn't going to be a good fit for me, I promise not to waste your time and I will let you know. Now, if at any point in time that you get some sort of vibe or you're getting the idea that I'm not going to be able to solve your situation. Will you, do? I have your or do I have your agreement that you'll let me know. Great. So if what you've done there is is you've kind of dropped everyone's guard. Like he's like now they're thinking, wow, I hope he'll be able to help me, or I hope she'll be able to help me, and not like oh god when they come over I have to have my guard up. And what that is, it's it's an upfront contract, but it's filled with something called a release statement, or there's release statements in there. And what a release statement is, is you're taking the pressure off. You're releasing the pressure and you're giving the person you're talking to the ability to say no. You will never get a true yes from somebody unless you give them the ability to say no. And that's what that whole upfront contract and release statements um, give the seller that you're going to go meet with. All right. Then the third thing is before you jet out that door, you want to confirm that appointment. It's better to know that the seller is going to stand you up before you go than it is once you arrive at the property, okay? So you want to ask for the appointment, set the expectations, and confirm. Next, it's time to uh, um, make the presentation, right? You've you've walked the property. I told you everything. You've had your little uh, intake form where we use the seller information questionnaire inside the academy. You've got all your spaces filled up, and now it's time to... Make that presentation. So there's three elements to making this presentation. And it's you and the seller. You are on the same team. Got it? It's you and the seller versus the market. The market is the bad guy. You've heard that expression good cop, bad cop, right? They've got the criminal in an interrogation, and the bad cop comes in and he throws chairs around, he screams and yells, and then the good cop comes in and calms him down, actually throws him out the door, and then the good cop is caught uh comes in with you know uh maybe a soda and a snickers bar and he's the good cop and he's all mellow and da 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 da. good cop bad cop right so you get to be the good cop the market that's the bad cop so if the seller's like gosh i really hope uh i can get a hundred thousand dollars for this property he said i hope you can too i really hope the market is going to allow us to do that for each other right it's not oh boy you'll never get a hundred thousand dollars for this you think i'm crazy no If the market allows it, you're darn darn scooting I'm going to give you $100,000. As long as there's some profit in it for me, that's what you're really thinking. That's what you should be thinking. That's how you align yourself with the seller. They've got a problem. It's their problem, first of all. And you've got the solution, hopefully. and You're on their side to help them solve that. I mean, just think, for example, um, if you're in the right mindset, if you really have this mindset, all the right words are going to come out of your mouth. So if you were going to buy... A property let's see let's let me see how we do it this way Um, if you were trying to help your parents sell their property right if you were trying to sell their property um, you'd be trying to get them the best dollar that they possibly could right you would say very different things about selling that property to your parents trying to help them get the top dollar for it than you would if you were trying to buy that property from a stranger Okay. And one is you are in alignment and you have your, your parents' best interest at heart and you want them to get a good deal and you want them to get satisfied and solve their problem. If you're buying from the stranger, it's all about you. You're trying to get the good deal. So try and think of your, try and think of your sellers like close family members and you're trying to help them out of their situation. Okay. And it might not be through top dollar. It might be through a, a great discount, but you solve some other issue in some other form or fashion without currency or without cash. Okay, so that's the, that's the presentation. It's you and the seller versus the market. Do that and you're gonna go a lot further because now you're coming over as a consultant, you're coming over as a problem solver, you're coming over as a friend. And you're a friend that's going to deliver peace of mind to that seller. And what that peace of mind is going to compensate you with is equity, got it? People will exchange equity for peace of mind every single day, twice on Sunday, got it? All right, so the next stage, collaboration collaboration. Now this is where you come to an agreement on price and terms, and then the third thing is you get the signature. That's the that's the that's the flow of getting that deal secured. So what I want to go over at this point is really a part where a lot of people have trouble with. You know, they might be good at their marketing, they might be good at building that rapport once those calls come in, they might be good at setting the appointment, they might be good at making friends. In fact, they might even enjoy all of those things. But when it's time to present the contract, they freeze up. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to say it other than, uh, 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 I'll give you 75 grand for your property. And then they sit there and they're terrified. Well, well, I, I wish I could give you more. And then they start mumbling and bumbling. And they mess the whole thing up. right? Or they go in there like an absolute pit bull. And they try and force their price and terms on the seller. And all the seller does is push back, push back, push back. And... I actually was one of those people. I was really good at building rapport. I was really good over and and talking to sellers and and discovering what their issue was and trying to help them. And I didn't know how to, like when it came to the moment of truth to put that contract in front of the seller, I was always kind of like, let's see, how do I do this? So what I did is I came up with a, a way of doing this, a formula of doing this that fit my personality when I was always a little nervous and afraid at this part. Okay, so I'll give it to you. And it comes in five steps five steps. And if you get the contract signed in step one, you don't have to worry about two, three, four, five. Okay. If you get the contract st- signed in step two, you don't have to worry about three, four, five. If you get the contract signed in number three, you don't have to worry about four or five. Okay. It's just, if you keep getting no's, then you keep going to the next step. All right. So step one, uh, you've looked around the property, you're putting everything together and you're just going to kind of throw this number out there. You say, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, the the, the current market conditions, have your property's value right around $100,000. And based off what you've shared with me about the repairs needed and then making room for a small profit for myself, you're saying we're right around $65,000. Is that right? Okay. The phrasing was very, very important there. Uh, Mr. Seller, here's what the market says. The market conditions say it's about 100000 bucks, And then it says, based off what you shared with me, Mrs. Seller, Mr. Seller, It's their opinion, right? Based on what you shared with me about the repairs needed. So you're just using their numbers. And then making room for a small profit for myself because, you know, I'm an investor. This is how I feed my family. I have to have something for myself. Okay, so a small profit for myself. Then it says, you are saying we're right around $65,000. Is that right? See, it wasn't you that said it. It was the seller that said it. And that's how you phrase it. So what you're saying is we're right around $65,000. Is that right? goes down a lot easier. And so, oh, oh, boo, 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 boo. I guess I did say that. Or they say, whoa, 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 not too fast. Whatever it may be, okay? But that's how I always start the initial presentation of my contract and price and terms, okay? So if they agree, get the contract signed. Don't waste no time, get the contract signed. If they don't agree, all right? So if they say, no, 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 no that's not that's too low. Well, all right. Well, based off what the market is saying and what you've shared with me, what is the lowest number you would accept? Again, it's all the seller's idea, right? So based off the market conditions, because you got no control over that. So it's based off what the market is saying. And then what you shared with me, what is the lowest number you would accept? And if they drop out a number that you that you find acceptable, get the contract signed, get it signed. If you don't, um, if they don't agree, then you go to step three, okay? Number three, I, I like this one a lot. <clears throat> um, And there's very key points in this hmm you know my biggest goal here is not to make the biggest profit although it is to make a profit this is my business and this is how I feed my family but my bigger goal is to make sure that I'm safe and that I don't lose money and based off the current market conditions what you're proposing is beyond my risk tolerance would $75,000 be doable if I could close quicker. All right. So I just asked what the the number, would this be doable? And then the very key important part of this whole thing is if I could close quicker. Because if you get just getting a back and forth on price with the seller, there's got to be a winner. There's got to be a loser. Okay. You want to go for win-win. And the way you go for win-win is you never let a negotiation be reduced to one element, in this case being price. So that's why I always introduce a second element. If I could close quicker, or it could be if I could help you move, or it could be if I could um, increase my earnest money deposit, it could be anything, or if I could remove my contingencies. It doesn't matter what it is, but I like to do if I could close quicker, okay? Would $75,000 be doable if I could close quicker? Now, if they agree, boom, get the contract signed. Okay? If they don't agree, we're going to move right on to step four. So, Mrs. Seller, Mr. Seller, you now know my biggest goal. I'm just curious, what is yours? Is it to get the highest price or is it to sell fast? Is it to get the highest price or is it to sell fast? Now, what you've done, if they say that our goal is to get the highest price, boom, what'd you just do? You just revealed motivation. There isn't any, or not enough. Hey, I got this great realtor down the street and uh, you know, we work together hand in hand, they are, she's got a really good marketing system in place to get top dollar for prices. Uh, let me make an introduction to to her and she can help you sell the property. right? Or if it's to sell fast, well, what we're proposing, what the market is saying, what the repair is saying, what you said about the repairs. The sell, the sell fast price is right around 75000 but you said you couldn't do that. So what? Num, so what is our choice? Do we want to go for the fast price or the top dollar? So that's that's the whole, you might not say everything there, but that's the line of thinking. And then um, if you're still unable to reach an agreement there, this is how I always ended up. Now, Mr. Seller, I'm sorry. It doesn't look like the market is going to allow us to both get what we want. So as a final attempt in creating a win-win scenario for us, what I can do is leave you with this letter of intent. Now you'll see right there on the paper, it has three different options of how I'm prepared to purchase your property. So take a look at it and let me know if anything resonates there with you. My number is right there at the bottom. So if you'd like to call me and discuss further, feel free to do so. And then I'd walk out the door. Sometimes they follow you out to the car and say, wait, wait, wait. And sometimes they don't. But what I like to do, and there's two schools of thought on this. Some people don't like to leave their offers around because uh, they get shopped. But this is a letter of intent. Shopped meaning they compare it to the next investor that's coming in right behind you. And that's okay. It doesn't matter if it gets shopped. You put your best foot forward and you came, you through that line of questioning, you were able to come up with, this is the most I'm going to pay for it. And if you go ahead and you try to compete and pay more for it, chances are you're just inserting unnecessary risk into your business. If you know your minimum deal standards, you went for it. You proposed your minimum deal standards before you walked out that door. Okay. So if they shop it, no big deal. But also with the letter of intent, keep in mind, it is just that. It is a letter of intent. This is not an agreement. I'm not making you any promises. The letter of intent says, um, feel free to read the, the three options below. And I, am, and I am prepared to purchase... Oh, what does it say? Oh, thank you for consideration of um, reviewing your property uh, based off what I've learned and what you've shared with me. I am prepared. I am prepared to purchase your property in one of three ways. So I'm prepared to. It doesn't say I'm going to. It's not locking you into anything. So it's really... It's, it makes it a little bit more difficult to um, shop because it's not a, a commitment. And then at the very bottom we double down on that lack of commitment by saying, um, go ahead and give me a call. Tell me, let me know which one you like best. This will be contingent on um, the repairs and a clear title. I can close in as little seven days. Okay, so it still says it's contingent at the bottom. So I'm not really concerned about that um, uh, being shopped around. What I am more concerned with is them having something to think about and having my contact information and i guess thirdly or maybe this might even be most important i leave something uh, written behind because my competition doesn't do it they go in there and they take one swing two swings maybe and if they don't get that price in terms that they want they walk out the door now just because it's a no today doesn't mean it's a no tomorrow and if things change tomorrow or next week or next month or in next year in some cases that we've closed deals where we left a written letter of intent behind over a year ago, when it com- becomes time for that person to sell, guess who they're going to call? They're going to call the first person that they can reach that ha- that where they can find their phone number. And if you left something behind and nobody else didn't, you're the one that's getting the call. All right? So... Um, Then I leave that three option letter of intent and go on about my business, go back to my office and work new leads or whatever it may be. Then I will hand that to my uh, virtual assistant and they will call back and they'll give it 48 hours or so. And they'll say, uh, hey, I know we dropped an offer uh, off to you. And I was just curious, uh, which one did you like the best? Option one, two or three? That's what I have the VA say. Which one did you like best? Option one, two, or three. You can train anybody to say one, two, or three, right? Get to sell by the numbers or buy by the numbers. So which one do you like? Option one, two, or three. And they might say, oh, number two. Or they might say none of them. So if they say none of them, my VA knows to say next. Okay, well, great. I understand. Uh, Which one was closest so then they'll just tell you which one was closest. It was a one, two or three. And then when they say their number, it was number three, I like number three. Then you're just like, oh, then the VA says, so how far apart are we? So now you know the real deal, okay? How far apart are we? And you don't, you don't have to have a VA to do this. You can do this yourself. You can have your assistant do it. Uh, it might even be good for you to do it. If you, if you don't have anything else to do this, would be a really good use of your time if you're not busy with other leads, okay? But now you're back in the conversation. Now you're back in communication. And then uh, if that is a workable number, you can come up with another offer that gets you closer, right? Maybe it's, okay, so we're part 50,000 bucks. Okay, so what if I gave you $25,000 now and then I broke the rest up into 300 monthly payments? Something like that. That That's just a quick example, right? But there you go. So now you've taken basically six stabs or six swings at the, this offer in this presentation when most people do one or two and they stop and then they go and they move on and they don't follow up. And so that is how we're able to uh, maximize our marketing dollars and spend less in marketing dollars and still do the same amount of deals that uh, everybody else that has a same size business as we do. Okay, So that is how you get the contract signed. That is how you secure the deal hopefully you found that helpful. Hopefully you found that useful. Even if you don't like the whole thing, hopefully there's something in there you can pull out and start implementing into your own sales system. Because you have to have a system like this if you expect to get consistent results. You have to have a consistent approach for consistent results. Okay? Remember that. So come up with your own system, steal this one, uh, make up your own or smush them together whatever feels best for you, but just make sure you have a system and make sure you actually do it and you do it consistently if you want to get consistent results. Alrighty? So that's how you get the contract signed. That's how you secure the deal. And that's it for today. I'll see you next week on another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. God bless and to your success. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream.